Good day and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm Deputy Editor Lorraine Lawson. In today's episode, I sat down with Temenos Americas President Jacqueline White to discuss why so many banks are looking at modernizing their cores and what trends are driving technology at financial institutions. We started the discussion with a look at what's been going on at Temenos since we last spoke in April. You know, I joined in January, so got about nine months, almost 10 months uh, and three quarters under my belt. It's been a, <clears throat> a fast and furious and very exciting time at Temenos. Uh, from a global perspective, we continue to um, have great success. And I'll say that within the U.S. market, North America, U.S. and Canada, we are having just uh, tremendous growth. That's really that's really the headline and what we're seeing. <clears throat> we um, you know, as the world is kind of stepping out of the pandemic, I'll say um, and, you know, maybe two steps forward, one step back and figuring out what the new normal looks like, we're seeing a lot of movement and um, interest in banks across the spectrum, right? Everything from large global uh, tier one logos to the credit union space where we have a, a very big presence uh, with community banks, all the way to challenger banks and, and neobanks. So we're seeing a lot of activity in the market. I'll say that, that's exciting. We're seeing a lot of uh, banks looking at their core right now. Um, uh, they are ready to continue and in some cases start modernizing their core. And, of course, Temenos is, uh, we believe, the, the best choice and the best platform and solution for them. So we're involved in many, many procurements, which are very exciting. I would say that um, probably from, you know, News relative just to specifically answer your question, Lorraine, specifically when it comes to um, new product launch launches, there are two specific areas that I think are exciting. Earlier, just a few months ago, we launched the Temenos Banking Cloud, right, the TBC, the Temenos Banking Cloud, and that really is in response to what we're seeing in the market, right? It, it accelerates the SaaS an AI adoption that banks are interested in right now. And, um, and it, you know, it builds on our 10 years of cloud leadership. And I'll say that, you know, we've, we've invested about a billion dollars in R and D investment um, and the experience, right? The end user experience of about over 700 SaaS customers. So that's one of the exciting announcements for us is the Temenos Banking Cloud. And um, and then also, this isn't as much of a product launch, but building upon that, I'll say that, you know, as I talk to customers every day, <clears throat> what I am hearing is top of mind is this move to the cloud, right? Uh, what does their business look like? Do they want to retain it on-prem, do they want to move to a cloud? What does that cloud look like? What are their capabilities? What would the timeline be? What would it cost them? Yeah, you mentioned a lot of banks are looking into core updates uh, now. And I did want to ask you, what do you think is driving that? What, what functionalities are they hoping they'll get by upgrading their cores? Yeah, so so when we look at the landscape of core banking, and we'll talk just about North America, U.S., and Canada, 
<clears throat> right? The technology is aging and a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of organizations are looking around and seeing that the only individuals who know how to code in their current system or know anything about the complexity and the customizations are retiring or are leaving the organization. <clears throat> and so, you know, you've heard us before. I think we talked about this back in February. You know, at Temenos, we call it the legacy spaghetti, right? It's it's <clears throat> very complicated. It's tangled up. It's confusing. And so, you know, banks are looking to to modernize and to get to that point where they can have um, advanced data analytics, right? They want to be able to test, report, and measure their product performance. They want to gain insights into business support decisions and product design. So, you know, so much of our world has evolved um, and we're so used to, right, not just our customers, but our employees uh, inside the financial services institutions are used to having a data at their fingertips. And that's not always the case, right, with, with their legacy core systems. So they're looking for everything that comes with modernization, right? They want a, a streamlined, frictionless system to the degree that you can do that with something as complicated as a core. They want um, explainable AI. They want... Um, they really want to be able to mine their data and better understand their customer base, their users, <clears throat> so that they can refine the user experience and the front end, uh, you know, digital experience according to the the various demographics of their user base. You mentioned uh, banking as a service, which, of course, Timonos is really offering now uh, with its cloud solution, uh, Timonos Banking Cloud. And platformization and open banking are the top three models Timonos has seen coming to the forefront recently. Um, I just wondered how these three will interact to change banking in the next year or so and how it affects the core companies. And and the three are Timonos Banking Cloud and what else? Uh, Banking as a service, platformization and open banking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really it changes everything. Right. And um, so many banks are finding that, you know, platform based business models give them a competitive edge. Right. So when we talk about um, platformization, we're seeing banks voluntarily partner with banking and non-banking third parties to really offer a wide range of products and services, you know, through the ecosystem. When it comes to banking as a service, you know, that's where banks provide banking services to third party. They're providing, you know, white labeled banking services to non-banks, you know, for everything from airlines to retailers to neobanks <clears throat> acquiring a bank charter. And, um, you know, banks are looking at ways to generate new new um, revenue streams. When it comes to open banking, you know, this is the... <laughs> This is the uh, the wild, wild west, I, I guess. Right. Everyone's trying to figure out what is that actually going to mean? Um, you know, President Biden just released a, 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 an executive order that could potentially pave the way for regulation driven open banking in the U.S. But, of course, the biggest obstacle is the lack of data protection and privacy frameworks. Um, so. You know, all of this, it's its kind of a jump ball. Everything is up in the air 
trying to figure out how does this Rubik's cube of pieces and parts all fit together. And I think that it, what it really represents is just tremendous opportunity for uh, technology and platform providers like Temenos, also for the, the banks themselves. And I think it's going to open just, um, you know, amazing innovation for customers of which we are all customers as well. <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting time to be a banker for sure. You recently, Timonos recently released their digital banking survey over 4,000 banks, 4,700 banks, uh, consumers, consumers worldwide, sorry, banking consumers. Um, what takeaways did you find? Yeah, that's, um, that was an interest, um, survey that we had. <clears throat> and, um, really, you know, we, we, we talk about, all of the technology and the platforms. And when people think about, you know, their digital experience, sometimes they think about algorithms, device screens, task automation. But a lot of times, you know, we can forget that although users want immediate functionality from their, their handheld device, from their computer, they also want a high touch and a personal touch, right? And so we, we you know, we call that, you know, digital banking made human. So when we did that, that, um, that survey that you're, that you're referencing, we found some interesting things. First of all, we found that four in 10 organizations, that's about 43%, you know, of, of individuals want an easier way to, to pay their bills and to send money, right? That's what that's what we all do, right? We all do that. We often pay bills regularly. We're often sending money to, uh, you know, to a college student or a parent, or and we want easy ways to do that. <clears throat> and so, you know, I think that opens up some interesting innovation. And I think it's a race for organizations to figure out the fastest, most streamlined way to do that. We also found that about 29% or one in three want intelligent solutions to, 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 to help them with their life goals, right? They, they want help understanding, you know, their budget and savings plans. Um, you know, we have, um, we have a lot of, of younger users who, um, they, they want to, to be ready to, to retire one day, right? <laughs> and so, and they, they recognize that they need that help. But, you know, most importantly, I think what we got from that data was <clears throat> customers want to bank the way they live. They want support from everywhere and, you know, anytime, anywhere banking. They want to be able to uh, pay their bills, transfer their money, sometimes get a mortgage, um, transfer from bank to bank, potentially. They want to do it while they're standing in line at the grocery store or in line at the airport or you know, as riding in the car, whatever. <clears throat> and, you know, that is that is pushing organizations to, um, you know, beyond some of their current capabilities. And are there ways in which that will affect what core providers like yourself offer? I mean, are, are you thinking through the survey results yourself? Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll share a success story with you. Right. So. Partner, Partners Federal Credit Union, um, they're one of our accounts, uh, one of our customers, 
and they have a disproportionate amount of millennials, um, right, that, 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 that they service. <clears throat> so they, um, their users expect a lot out of their mobile banking application. So since they launched uh, our Temenos solution, they've added 1,800 new customers or new users each month, which has resulted in about a 20% increase uh, in remote deposits. And that's about a 64% increase in their mobile visa payments. They've also reduced their abandonment rate for so and for a for a credit union. No, that's that's um, important and fairly, fairly amazing. Um, so for us, you know, our our uh, digital front end product is Infinity. We um, also have uh, Journey Manager and our LMS solution, which are. Uh, products that we have a, a huge user base that the, they are being rolled into our infinity, um, our overall Temenos infinity product. <clears throat> we also have a, um, a strategic partner with Salesforce that uh, we're rolling out later this year, which really gives um, a deeper dimension into, you know, everything from bank employees that are sitting in a branch to those who are, sitting in call centers and uh, opening accounts. So, yes, we are we are on our toes and and really on the forefront of leading the way around digital, you know, the demands that customers are insisting on uh, in the digital banking space. Um, Of course, we're post uh, payroll protection. Act. um, Man. <laughs> program payroll protection program. Sorry, yes. um, for small businesses. So as businesses come to the end of those stimulus funds and frozen loan payments resume, um, what are the needs and what opportunities are there for banks to add value there? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, and and that really is the question, right? How do we add value? So one thing that we're seeing, and I think this is so fascinating, is, and I'm sure you've you've read a lot, you've probably written a lot about buy now, pay later, the BNPL. You know, it's dominating conversations, especially with the latest news of Apple announcing its its version of buy now, pay later with Goldman Sachs. Um, you know, it's it's a it's an innovative iteration of of really an age old concept, right? to help consumers bridge that gap in finances during challenging times while also supporting the economy and enabling merchants with alternative payment options, right? And and that's what banks do, right? They they offer lending options. So I think it's fascinating, right? I remember, you know, my grandmother kind of barely, right, would, you know, go to the retail store and you, you they, they called it layaway and you would pick out what you wanted, and then you went every week or every month and you paid for it until it was yours and you could pick it up. And I think what the Paycheck Protection Program showed us is how difficult small to medium businesses have it, right? They they live on a a razor's edge of of survival, a little bit sometimes hand to mouth. Uh that became, you know, in sharp relief during the pandemic uh and, and during their, their challenges. And so I think it's made banks more aware of that demographic and of, of the opportunity, right, to create a revenue stream 
that supports that particular segment of the market. So buy now, pay later. Um, we see, um, you know, this this uh, this as a big value for retailers and banks and consumers. So obviously with the retailers, it creates loyalty and repeat customers. They're they're purchasing larger ticket items that they normally couldn't purchase or that they don't want to put onto a credit card that may have high interest rates. And then the value for the banks um, who are potentially partnering with fintechs and merchants is that they're offering a competitive edge and, and, you know, top of, of wallet placement. Right. And then of course for the consumers, it's obvious, but, but, you know, we'll, we'll say it anyway, is that it gives them, um, more flexibility to buy larger ticket items such as, you know, furniture or a home off for a home office or, you know, to 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 continue um, with their with their purchasing needs um, without, you know, in, in many cases, you know, interest free periods or without those high interest rates. Are there any other new automations or updates? What technologies are you watching for the coming year? Um, we are watching um, what's happening with crypto um, and, you know, watching that go from something that used to potentially invoke, you know, a little dismissiveness into potentially the mainstream. And we're keeping an eye on that. Um, we also have a, a product called our virtual COO. And, um that's something that we're rolling out in conjunction with CWB, Canadian Western Bank, <clears throat> and uh, something that we talked about at our user conference in May. And you'll hear quite a bit more about it uh, starting in January throughout uh, 2022. Why January? Is there, is that, are you in pilot now or? Yes, we are. We're, we're, uh, CWB is our beta customer. Um, they are scheduled to go live in January. And again, we rolled it out in, um, in May at our user conference and we'll continue to showcase that throughout next year. And what is it exactly? It's our virtual COO. And uh, have you heard of that at all? No, I haven't. <laughs> so yeah, I'm so wondering what that means. Yeah, it's AI driven. It provides intelligent it's really, um, you know, going back to some of what we talked about earlier, it helps subject matter experts understand cash flow. And, you know, it's all automated, right? So it's taking that data from the core and helping to make it intelligent and useful um, within the bank because you have this tremendous amount of data and detail on users, uh, what their needs are, how they operate. But in the past, we haven't, you know, banks or organizations haven't really been able to pull that um, through and and make that data useful. So it helps small businesses understand cash flow so they can understand gaps in finance. Banks can support with with tailored lending options, um, you know, and it's all about um, that AI driven data analytics. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time, and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.